welcome back to the One Big Podcast. Today, we're talking about fascism and how the IWW, in past and present, has been very anti-fascist, so much so that it's in our constitution. So sit back and enjoy a talk about a very relevant issue, unfortunately. Enjoy. Okay, welcome again to the One Big Podcast. I am your host, Fellow worker Jason, I'm here with my co-host, fellow worker Derek. Today we're talking very precedent. Is it precedent? Is that the word I'm looking for? Prescent. Prescient. Prescient. Boom. That's it. Uh-huh. English, baby. Uh, <laughs> problem of fascism and how the IWW is an anti-fascist organization. Obviously, we're here in the U.S. in Ypsilanti, to be specific. And uh, about a month ago, a little over a month ago, we had a big whole thing where. Uh, bunch of fascists showed up to the Capitol and stormed the Capitol building. It was kind of crazy. And I thought it'd be nice to talk about where the IWW stands on fascism and why fascism and um, us don't mix very well. In fact, if we don't mix so well, we don't mix. In fact, we're so incompatible. Haha, I porky pigged that. In fact, we're so incompatible that we even put it in our constitution. And Derek, you're going to love this. I'm going to read this here. and It's got five whereases. So here we go. My favorite. Go ahead. <laughs> Resolution regarding anti-fascism and revolutionary unionism. Whereas the Industrial Workers of the World is a revolutionary industrial union that places class struggle at the heart of its organizing and aims ultimately to abolish class society. And whereas since its inception, as a union for all workers, it has stood against all oppression, prejudice, and discrimination. And whereas the IWW has historically stood against enemies of the working class and proponents of oppression and discrimination, such as the Ku Klux Klan, and whereas political movements that center around the idea of unity of race, ethnicity, or cultural group, while disparaging, oppressing, and or casting out perceived others, whether such movements call themselves fascist, white nationalist, white supremacist, ethno-nationalist, racial separatist, Christian dominionist, Christian supremacist, or otherwise, are antithetical to the mission and vision of the IWW, both through their oppression and discrimination of fellow members of the working class that are grouped into whatever category they team as other, as well as their ideal of collaboration with the ruling classes and suppression of the class conflict within centered group. And whereas the success and capacity of, for recruitment of these political movements is heavily rooted in their ability to maintain a public presence and operate openly within society they seek to destroy and therefore be it resolved. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was done a minute ago, actually, but I, I was surprised <laughs> by that by that last whereas. Therefore be it resolved that the industrial workers of the world stands against the political ideations as a whole and will take action to oppose their growth and open operation through a strategy of mass anti-fascism and community self-defense that is consistent with the aims and principles of the IWW. Boom. It's in the constitution, Derek. That's a great, it's a great statement. What do you think of that first off before we go any further? I mean, the the IWW is, is obviously like, and I, and I think it's a fair statement. I think it captures, I think it captures very well where the IWW comes from, right? Um, class struggle has long been the realm of like fascist, of like fascist, um, what am I thinking of? Like romanticism, right? Like mm-hmm. it's very interesting if, if we look at kind of the overall history of, of fascism, 
Um, it, it, it does tend to rise out of reactionary elements amongst, amongst um, the working class. I mean, they, they seek to, fascists tend to seek out and try to, try to co-opt class movements, um, but they rely on classic class divisions uh, that, are, that are propped up by capitalists in society to further wedge those divides, to kind of identify who the undesirables in society are and to create enemies from within, instead of identifying the, the real enemy, which is the, which is the people who, keeps us, who keep us down and, and refuse to pay us what we're worth. So I think it's a very fair statement for the IWW to make. I, I think, it's a, I think it's, a, it's a good approach for us to take. The IWW has a very long history of anti-fascism, um, fighting against the Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan, uh, rallying, rallying um, and supporting um, the, the anti-fascist forces in Spain. Um, I was going to talk about both those things. Uh-huh. So, so we definitely have the history for it and, and fascism is alive and well in 2021. So um, it makes a lot of sense that we passed that resolution. When was that resolution passed? I think it was around 2018. 2018, so very recent. We've always had the history, but I think we were like, we got to get this on paper. So we, <laughs> have, you know, if anybody tries to join up and it's like, but fascism, right? We're like, no, 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 no. You can't be, you can't play with us. Like you said, we do have a long history of um, fighting fascist groups like the KKK in the South. I think I saw someone post recently, like a photo of like a newspaper front page where it was like IWW and KKK come to blows or whatever. That was very interesting to read. And we also... Like you said, the Canadian, a lot of Canadian um, IWW branches helped uh, recruit resistance fighters for the CNT, the, I'm going to butcher some Spanish here, you ready? Confederacion Nacional del Trabajo. Eh? <laughs> I, I, I don't know enough Spanish to tell you if that was good or not. I mean, it's Confederation of National Workers or, yeah, Workers of National, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, who, you know, were fighting the dictator Francisco Franco. Mm-hmm. Every anarchist like me knows a lot about the Spanish Civil War because it was a real like turning point for anarchism and brought it to the forefront, made it a scary thing. And yeah, uh, I got this here article, this here article here from Miriam LaFontaine. It's from 2018. The IWW is making labor anti-fascist again. I highly recommend reading it. I'll link it in the show description, in fact. And it talks about some of our work fighting anti-fascism and what we do with our general defense committee, the GDC. So Derek, would you mind explaining what the GDC is since you have a better idea than I do? Well, yeah, so the, so, so the GDC sort of his sort of the way it's structured in the IWW right now, sort of ignoring um, whatever problems may or may not exist in the GDC right now nationally that the IWW continues to sort of dig into and, and, and try to fix. Uh, the GDC's mission is to, you know, defend workers. It is to defend workers who are organizing. It is to defend the IWW. It is to defend our communities. The General Defense Committee uh, is, is a group that functions very much so like the IWW. They often have their own chapters, um, very often in the same cities where the IWW exists, their own dues structure, uh, and, they, and, they, and they use their money to defend workers uh, wherever they can and however they can. And oftentimes, a lot of that struggle happens um, coming face-to-face with fascists. Yeah, um, I know our GDC, uh, as we talked about earlier in a meeting, is working a lot on tenant organizing. 
um, and um, warming centers and like food distribution. And it's a lot of a lot of anti-fascism in general is just showing up and being like, hey, we're not the enemy. We're the other. These people that are preaching are, you know, going to ruin your life. And we're here making your life better. Yeah. So they do a lot of like community self-defense as well. Um, I mean, so they're, they're, I, well, I can't say to their ideology, but like the idea behind them uh, is really about defending the entire working class. So it is, it is, it is just the case that oftentimes, um, you know, the IWW, it has a very kind of heavy focus on labor organizing, uh, at least in the modern world, we do a lot of, we do a lot of labor organizing. Uh, that's the work we tend to focus on. And that doesn't mean that we also, we don't also engage in anti-fascist work. And I would in fact say that labor organizing is directly anti-fascist since a lot of fascist work tends to revolve around turning workers against each other and sort of engaging the working class in their efforts. But the GDC also recognizes that not everybody's necessarily involved in that struggle directly and that there's a broader community that we have to engage in, participating in mutual aid, participating in organizing uh, workers against workers and people against the uh, against against you know fascists and capitalism um, wherever either kind of rear their ugly head. We've had we've had workers come come out and defend. We've had GDC members come out and defend folks uh, around the country in various places, uh, forming as a front line in some areas between you know cops and brown bodies. We've had the GDC go out and directly confront Nazis who were protesting or marching through cities to, to kind of fly the flag to show folks that we're white and we're proud and, and, and we're here uh, to be loud. And the GDC came out and said, okay, well, we're here too, but we're going to punch you in the face while we're at it. And, <laughs> and, and we've had a couple of, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good actions in support and pushing back against a, a, a fairly evil ideology. Um, the IWW and GDC collectively absolutely supports, you know, the freedom of workers, the, the freedom of workers to enact workplace democracy, worker democracy, to fight back and demand uh, a, a fair wage for a fair day's work, um, and, you know, aspirationally to abolish to abolish capitalism, which is often the root of fascism anyway. So mm. the GDC is engaged in all of those things. And that and that absolutely includes tenant organizing. It includes community organizing. It includes going out there and being active in our community uh, to, to help people who are in need without expecting anything in returning. We're not expecting people to join the GDC or the IWW. We're there to, to lend a hand in mutual aid to support folks as best we can. Yeah, I think what's great about it is, you know, fascism attacks broadly, it attacks, you know, different facets of society at the same time. And while the IWW is focused very much on worker organization at the workplace, GDC is like, all right, we recognize that that's important, but also there's other fronts that need to be fought. Well, I mean, I think it's, I, so I think, I think what's really important to, to kind of highlight about the differences between, you know, the IWW's sort of broad ideology and how GDC works, but also fascism is, Fascism is inherently reactionary, right? Like fascism preys upon upon people's inherent fears. It preys upon people's uh, fears about immigrants, or or preys on their fears about losing work, losing access to work. It, it really kind of drives home a certain sense of tribalism 
that says, look, we're more deserving of this than other people. And the IWW is, is basically just, you know, fuck that. That's, that's complete nonsense. We're here to work to organize the working, the working class. We are here to organize with people um, to make a better future for all of us, because all of us are getting screwed by the bosses. Whether you have a boss you like or not, you're getting screwed by the bosses, right? Uh, and, and that doesn't mean that I, um, super white dude, Derek, mm-hmm. am inherently more, more like, what's the word I'm looking for here? More worthy, more worthy of better wages and better, and better working conditions. We all are. An injury to one is an injury to all. And that does not accept people of different races, different um, genders, different sexes. There's no asterisk after it. That's right. That's right. There is, there is no asterisk after it. I think it's a really important, that's, that's a really important um, thing to, to identify. And, uh, you know, I always want to bring it back to organizing, but I can't remember, I can't remember if it was um, Graham, Gramsci, Gramsci, please don't, please don't write us and tell us how I, how I slaughtered <laughs> that name because I always mispronounced his last name. I think it was him who, who basically said, and I'm paraphrasing very heavily here, who basically said that, that reaction, reactionary politics wins when we aren't organizing. Reactionary politics wins if the IWW, if socialists, anarchists, whatever your whatever your your kind of background is, if we're not out there organizing, if we don't show people, if we don't build the structures, if we don't introduce people to different ways of thinking, of ways of improving their working conditions together, uh, then reactionary politics will inevitably win um, because those politics are easy. Fear is easy. Every worker I've ever organized with is afraid of the bosses. Well, maybe not every worker, but lots of workers I've ever organized. With <laughs> I'll say I'm are. right here. Well, they're you know they're <laughs> they're afraid of the bosses. They're worried about what's about about what's going to happen. And and I have watched bosses very effectively turn workers against each other, front of house, back of house, and and this doesn't really speak necessarily to fascism. Um, but just thinking about how, how easy it is to turn workers against each other within a workplace, when you add in these sort of like tribal, these sort of tribal reactionary um, points like, well, race and, and, you know, boy, they're hiring a lot of brown people these days. Um, that feels a lot like affirmative action. Uh, you know, it's very easy for someone to start getting a little steamed and feeling like steamed feels like a very kind of 50s square thing to say. But yeah. Way to I'm make just... it real G-rated. Man, I, it really grinds my gears. <laughs> but, you know, it gets, it gets these people. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. You know, I'm going to stick with it. It gets these people real steamed when they think about these things. It's a brand of politics that is very easy to fall into, which is why we have to be out there organizing. Yeah, it's like. The reason it's so easy to fall into for people is, like you said, they're scared, but then like they're like, here's an answer. And it's up to us to be like, that's the wrong answer. Here's a better answer. Like, your problem isn't these people. It's, you know, capitalism and your boss. You're mad about uh, your job moving your uh, your workplace, you moving your job to like Mexico or something, and now you hate Mexicans. Why do you hate Mexicans? You hate your boss. He's the one who moved it. He's the one who was like, you're 15 bucks an hour. They're a dollar an hour hate capitalism that's the system that makes that possible yeah well, kind of like educate and inoculate i'm throwing it in there uh mm-hmm. 
those people against that kind of thinking so they don't go down that rabbit hole. Because I, I think a lot about this, about how like most people who go to the right end up going that way just because they don't see anything for them in the left. You know, that's our that's on us for not having a space for like people to like go, oh, and engage with it. And they just see like hippies or like tree huggers or like they only see the most weird stereotypes. Whereas the other side's like, hey, I, we get we get results, you know, and I'm, we got to start getting results and being like, hey, no, there's a structure here that you can fit into. Yeah, well, it's also really important to, to realize like how fascist organized too. And, and like, it's not... I think I think it's really important for us to understand that when we talk about fascist organizing, we're not just talking about like something that's stupid. These the, the, these these people are not stupid people. They they do things that that work because it connects with with certain divisions that we have allowed to fester in our society for a long time. If you look at like the spread of Golden Dawn in Greece, for example, mm-hmm. the Golden Dawn built charities that were for Greeks only, for example, right? Providing like providing support and mutual aid, providing support and mutual aid. That's our own word, right? Support and mutual aid, but not for everybody, just Greeks. And, and that, and that speaks to people who are not connected to to like this class consciousness, people who 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 might recognize that we're, they're working class, but they're working class and Greek. And who are all these people who are not part of my heritage, part of my history? Um, and why am I down on my luck? And and it's important to understand that not only is like Golden Dawn's strategy there playing into this this idea that a there is a there is a certain Greekness that separates you and makes you better than other workers. But it also it also preys upon again those fears that workers have that that I know I lost my job and I'm mad about it. I am mad about it. Let's tap into that anger and and expand upon it. What do you what are you mad about? Who do you think took your job? Probably one of those immigrants that they brought in that they're paying pennies to compared to you. Um, and that's why I lost your job. And all of a sudden you have a person who was angry and instead of turning their anger towards the bosses who mm-hmm. screwed them, they've turned their anger towards immigrants. Um, and that's that's a fight that we have to be on the front. We have to be on the front of addressing and working with, with workers to address. Right. You know, a good movie. I'm gonna get uh-huh. Jason. Yeah, yeah, you have all the movie suggestions. I love it. I know, uh, and it's an old one, so you've definitely never seen it. It's Humphrey Bogart, and it's I think it's set in Detroit, which is pretty cool. It's called because it's about the Black Legion, which is like a KKK offshoot in the North that uh, killed Malcolm X's parents. But it's about uh, it's called I think it's called Black Legion. It's with Humphrey Bogart, and it kind of shows very it's very relevant today. Sadly, even though it was like 1940 something, about how like this guy just kind of like. He's justifiably angry at work and someone just kind of pushes him over to the right and he falls down that hole and he starts to listen to the radio program like Good Riddance Rush Limbaugh. But, you know, that guy, the 1940s version of Rush Limbaugh, he ends up joining like the Black Legion doing the whole weird blood oath thing in the forest and uh, which I guess was like an actual like uh, pretty realistic what they used to do and uh, ends up murdering a guy. It shows the slippery slope that that I hate that term, but the slippery slope that the right has from, hey, you're angry about your job? It was that brown guy to suddenly you're wearing a hood 
and burning the cross. Yeah. Wow. No, I've never, I've never heard of that movie. I do know the name Humphrey Bogart, so that's exciting. Oh, wow! Only one of the biggest movie stars of all time. <laughs> Whatever, Jason. Um, uh, but, but yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it is, it is easy, and that's also an account that we that we've read about, like in in Germany, right? And mm-hmm. we can always go back to Nazis and talk about that, but. But I think that that's I think that I think that Nazism, which is not something that we should forget anytime soon, but we don't have to go back to Germany. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's happening to, now. It's happening now. And there are accounts of people now who talk about, you know, how their son or daughter um, was was perusing, you know, whatever page on the Internet or whatever forum or, or whatever or YouTube readings or whatever YouTube they've been watching and kind of watched as their behavior became more and more reactionary and they didn't know what to do about it and how like one day you just sort of wake up and and your own kids or your, or your own partner or your mom or your dad have become like suddenly reactionary far right hate mongers who who will say things like um all lives matter um, um <laughs> but but we're not racist we're not opposed to black lives like like these are these are folks that that have that have sunk so far into the far right ideology that that they outright reject what a phrase like Black Lives Matters represents, um, and 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 they and they don't understand what what the problem is that it what uh, what the problem with that is, and and there's like no amount of Facebook arguing that's going to save those folks. We are watching this happen to people we know and love now. Um, the switch and the turn is not that gradual. It can happen very quickly and it is very frightening. Yeah, YouTube really wants me to be a Nazi. I don't get those. I don't get those many recommendations oh, on YouTube. I was, you just talking, I was just talking to a fellow worker and, and he was talking about how 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 he gets these these far right YouTube things as well. And like I just don't get them. I, I, I can't think of a single one. And like I watch a lot of far left YouTube stuff. And you'd think it would be like, oh, he's probably not interested in Jordan Peterson. They're but, just they're just they're just trying to balance it for you. Fair and balanced. Yeah, yeah fair and balanced. Yeah, that's what I need. So yeah, IW, very anti-fascist. We also have a lot of GDCs across the country. There's the Twin Cities GDC. I don't know if they're around anymore. Are they still around? Oh, really? Uh, this is from 2016, so who knows? I think that Twin Cities GDC is now their kind of own thing. Oh, I see. I see. Well that they might that, that might be a that might be a sore spot for the national. I don't know. Oh, I just poked it. Who poked it? Poked it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we have had a lot of GCs over the years that just like show up. The main main thing you can do to fight fascism is show up, just like worker organizing. It's like all you gotta do is show you're willing to be there, willing to help, listen to who who you're defending, and if you see a Nazi, punch them. Like I don't, I don't tell you, like if you want to get to the debate of punching Nazis, I've been to a lot of punk shows in my day. I'm an old man now, but back back in my heyday, I used to go to a lot of punk shows, and you know sometimes. Nazis show up and you just there's it's not the time to be like free marketplace of ideas. Let's debate them. It's like, no, I'm going to knock you out, leave you in the alley. Don't come back to the show until you're not a Nazi anymore. Then we'll have a fucking debate and I'll bring you to my side. But you got to make it so unappealing to be a Nazi or, you know, a fascist of any sort. You know, we saw that huge list that someone's got to be like, why am I hanging out with these people? I'm getting beat up every weekend for what? Because I'm what like because I like think white people are good. I'm I'm I've got to be doing something wrong, and then they'll come out of it, and then you talk to them and bring them to the other side. But you got to make it so it's like the worst thing. You can't just be like, all right, well, come on our cable news show. 
and we'll talk about it. No, that's just the platform. <laughs> so these, so so these are like the basics of mutual aid and community organizing, right? And it's it's something that the IWW and the GDC should should actively be engaged in. Like sometimes the IWW gets a little too hell bent on labor organizing, and I get it. Like that's like we're here to organize workers, I guess, right? Like, and and I'm into that struggle. I'm I'm actively engaged in workplace organizing campaigns across the area. Um, a lot of I support, them. I support that struggle, absolutely. But, you know, simul- simultaneously, you know, we live in communities where real violence can happen. Um, we live in real communities where real violence is currently happening. Uh, and, 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 and my philosophy, and hopefully a philosophy shared by many of you, is that economic violence is real violence. Yeah, homelessness we, is violence. Like being poor is being hungry. That's violence. It, and it's it from capitalism. Is. It is. And, and if we're not out there and we're not defending against it, if we're not out there and we're not doing our best to support those communities. And I like that phrasing that you, that you used, which is the, uh, the idea that we have to be in the community listening to people. It's the same thing like labor organizing and community organizing have a lot of things in common. We have to show up and listen to workers. We have to show up and listen to the community that we're working in. We're not there to recruit people. We're not there to, to, to you know, flash our badges of honor as members of the IWW. Um, we're, we're there to, we're there to show up, shut up, listen, and, and do what we can to help those folks out. Um, that's how you build solidarity. That's how you build um, a sense of mutual aid. And that is one of the many ways that we fight fascism apart from also punching Nazis. I like to, I like to think of it as like, you're a handyman, you know, you show up to someone's house and they go, here are the problems. And you're like, all right, I got tools. Let's, let's fix it. I, I think that's a very apt, um, metaphor or is it an analogy i can never i can never remember the difference between the two imagery i don't know <laughs> but but i think i think it's very apt and, and it's the same it's the exact same it, it, community organizing anti-fascist organizing um labor organizing we have a tool set and we need to you know get new tools sometimes figure out how to use those new tools but we show up point us at the broke us at the point point us at the furnace and let us get let, let's get to work um to helping you fix it but i just want to take that one a step further and that is that we are we are handy men handy people handy people taking on as many apprentices as possible right we don't want to just show up and fix it we want to be like to, here's how you fix it that's right here's how you fix it and here's a set of my tools yeah right? here's a set of my tools here's how i fix it um, there are many ways to fix it, but here's the way that I do it. Take it and run. And like for the IWW itself, the struggle against capitalism is the struggle against fascism because fascism is just capitalism on steroids. Like it's, we're going to get all of the profits and give it to just one ethnic group and they're going to be the bosses. It's going to be dictators all the way. You know, we're all about workplace democracy, bottom up rule. And the exact opposite of that is fascism. So when you organize your workplace, you're automatically doing something that's anti-fascist. I don't know if the GDC mission statement has changed over the years, but there's a good line in the GDC mission statement that um, from their preamble that kind of says, we say defense means organized action taken explicitly to defend members of the class against the different forms of oppression that structure our society. Our membership expects the GDC to be an arena of mutual education through mutual struggle. Exploiters rely upon the fractured unity of the working class. 
by standing in solidarity across and directly attacking the diverse oppression of the class, we intend to embody the notion that an injury to one really is an injury to all, and to openly use our defense to build the resilience, strength, and fighting spirit of the working class. I think those are great words. I think they're a, they're a great embodiment of, of living the phrase, an injury to one is an injury to all, um, a phrase that I think that we as Wobblies have to take very seriously and carry forward with us into every battle. Yeah, and like, this may be a little too toxic masculinity of me, uh, but the best way to build a tight bond with somebody is to win a fight with them, be it physical or, you know, a workplace fight. But like, you know, you and your bros <laughs> get out and you punch some Nazis together, you're going to be friends for life. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and, and I think it's also important, right, because like the the class war is not just, is not just, in our workplace the, yeah, the not just economic that's right it's not just economic and and we've already identified like it, it crosses multiple and, and i think the phrase that they use what the diverse oppressions i like that phrase the diverse that's, that's got to be an album title <laughs> some punk band has used that as an album title for sure well it's a good one if they haven't then i guess i guess you should put one out yeah oh no not me i'm, I'm, uh-huh. out, I'm out of the band game sorry all right well uh but you know but but it, but, it, but it's accurate and it, and it, and, it, and it's fair um the IWW has long argued that we have to take the fight to our workplaces because that's ground zero of capitalism. Um, and I don't think that that's wrong, but also the GDC, I think makes a very good point. And that is that the, is that there are multiple fronts in the, in, in the war and, and we see fronts in our own communities. We see oppression based on race, class, um, gender, sex, um, and, I think it's incumbent upon us to make sure that we're there to stand in solidarity with all of our fellow workers. And we're kind of, kind of, we're going to be kind of continuing this conversation, maybe on the next episode where we talk about how the IWW has a race problem. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a good topic. And I think it's important for we as Wobblies to be reflective on our union and, and our structure and what, when, and how that structure kind of plays a role um, in institutional racism. I think that these are all really important things to address. And it's really important for us to think about this, kind of thinking about the next episode, that we're not here to you know, attack the IWW, we're not here to attack the organization, but, but it is important for we as a revolutionary union to be reflective of our practices. The history of trade unionism is a history of racism, right? If we look across trade unionism in the United States of America, we watched divisions between races and between sexes as a major dividing force between the American Federation of Labor, which basically organized white folks, and the CIO, which basically organized uh, people of color. Um, And and for a long time, um, those divisions were very real. Uh, and and it is and, and like the, the long-term history and institutions of, of trade unions um, result in the face of trade unionism being very white, very middle class, um, and very male. And you know, Jason, you and I are two white males in the IWW. The three worst things you could be: straight white male. Uh huh. And 
And, and I, think it's, I think it is absolutely incumbent upon us to think about how, how our structure and how our organization um, can in fact defend everybody and make sure that everybody's voices are reasonably heard. So I think it's always a good time for us to just say, folks, say to folks that if you have any interest in you know, coming on the podcast and having a conversation about one of the things that, that we're talking about, uh, we'd love to have you on and hear from you. Yeah, we did get an email that we're big in Mexico. Oh, that's that's exciting. Come on on. Uh, come it's kind of come on, on. Correct, correct, Jason's Spanish pronunciation. Yes, that exactly. could be very helpful. <laughs> I took Spanish for four years. I got nothing. Um, uh-huh. wow. But it, as far as critiquing the IWW goes, it's kind of like James Baldwin said about America. Uh, I love America more than any other country in the world, and exactly for this reason, I insist on the right to criticize her perpetually. Yeah, that's um, I want it to be better, so I'm going to point out when it's wrong. Right. If there's anything the IWW has long stood for, it is freedom of speech and expression. We've had wobs go to jail um, fighting for that, and so um, absolutely, uh, we we should absolutely use our voices to provide reasonable critique. Um, I'm going to walk that back because reasonable critique might be might be a backhanded way of trying to judge people for being too critical, right? But we should be capable of being critical of the institution we are protecting. Um, we do not want to rise to the level of fascists and 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 even other kind of dictators, right? Because we we should not be dictating what is and is not okay in the IWW. We should be inviting voices uh, to hear how is the IWW working for you? How is it functioning for you? How welcoming is it for you? And and how 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 comrad com comrad com, comradly? Oh. Okay. No, Bro, we're we're that. messing we're, with all sorts of English today. Uh-huh. uh-huh. How, you know, you know, how how engaged are you in that fight and how capable have we been at engaging you on your issues? Um, those are all really important questions for us to be asking. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Coming soon. Thanks for joining me, Derek. Thank you, Jason. And that's the show, folks. It was recorded and edited by me, fellow worker Jason. The intro and outro song are also by me, fellow worker Jason. If you'd like to join the IWW and be part of the One Big Union, go to iww.org join. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us, shoot us an email at ypsilanigmb at gmail.com. And until next time, an injury to one is an injury to all. Injury to all.